When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. women and a dude who's on the show. Uh, I have to practice this. Uh, I'm not very good at it. Um, so today uh, we have the same guest as last week. Surprise, surprise. But we have Catherine Urbanic and we have Josh McCuga back on the show. Hi, friend. Hi, hello. And actually we have um, an interesting guest on the show, somebody who uh, contacted me through my website and uh, told me about what he does for a living, and I found it really interesting. Um, we have Trevor Emden on the phone, who is the author of How to Use the Law of Attraction to Quit Your Day Job. But the interesting part about Trevor is that um, he had written me an email saying that he has created a system called the Wizard of Wisdom that guarantees uh, – breakups to be easier i just said that in the worst possible way as as possible but like to, to be able to get over breakups a lot easier right the magic of mo- oh sorry it's the magic of moving on not wizard of wisdom it's the magic of moving on so he he has perfected how to break up and how to move on after a breakup but i thought that, that would be good information for people on the show to listen to so we have trevor on the phone with us hey trevor hello hi how are you hi, can you hear me i can how's the how does the sound for David, it sounds oh, good. Fine here, fine at this end. Yes, um, uh, I'm, I'm not sure if your listeners realize I'm in the UK. So uh, yes, you are in the UK. Uh, we're using a, a very long piece of string across the Atlantic here. Yes, exactly. And I, okay, so I, I can hear you properly. But yeah, so why don't why don't you dive into you know how you came up with the magic of moving on and what you do? How, how do you get over breakups easily? Uh, okay. Um, right. First of all, thank you very much for having me on your your show. Wizard of Wisdom, by the way, is my website. Wizardofwisdom.com so, okay. is my website gotcha. and my, okay. my sort of brand name. So the magic of moving on came about, oh, dear, um, I, I don't want to make people too miserable, but I went through um, years, really, of on-off relationships, mostly off, uh, heartbreak, period of loneliness, meet someone else, break up again, usually being dumped by the girl. Um, I, I, I was once or twice the dumper, not the dumpy, but... Right. And then long periods... Uh, not just of loneliness, but before, you know, after being dumped, there's that awful time when, and I'm, I know I'm not alone, I, I want to say we go through, I'm sure women go through it as well as guys, uh, that period of self-doubt, like, what's wrong with me? Um, and so, not just avoid, you know, not just not dating, but avoiding the dating scene, right. because... Because, like, who would want me? You know, and, and if I don't figure out what's wrong with me, I'll just get dumped again. So round and round in my head, that, that circle, that vicious circle of thinking was going. Now, um, I think I may have told you, uh, Marnie, in, in one of my emails to you, that I'm trained in something called NLP. I'm not sure if your listeners will be familiar with that. But um, some will, some won't, I guess. That's usually what, what I find when I'm talking to people. So... Um, 
just to try and put that in a nutshell, NLP, which stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming, if anyone wants to Google it, NLP, is to do with the way we process information in our heads. And I trained in it because I worked in psychiatry for many years, and I, I trained in it as a psychotherapeutic tool. Like so many practitioners of so many things, it was years before it occurred to me that I could use this stuff on myself. <laughs> um, so, you know, why don't we think of that? So We think, we think everybody I else was, is screwed up. That's why we have a job. <laughs> we never think it's us. <laughs> exactly right. right. That's very well put. Yeah, very well put. Um, and... Uh, so one day, I, I can't remember the day or the date, but I just kind of got to the point where I've had enough of this cycle of, of meeting women and, and feeling. And it became as well, the other thing I want to say about that is, and I'll be perfectly honest here, it became desperation, not love. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. instead of thinking, you know, I'm, I think I'm falling in love with this woman, it was, I hope she loves me because I don't think I have that many chances. Right. Does that... Does that ring a, a bell? Well, I've, I've heard um, many people say that, yes. Or yeah, I believe so, that many people I mean, think that, that who I talk to. a scary place to be. And, of course, for, for the poor woman involved, whoever she was at the time, it must have been a terrible burden as well when she realized that was the sort of place I was coming from. But I couldn't seem to get out of that loop, and I couldn't sort of help myself. So eventually what I did was I kind of made a conscious decision to retreat uh, into myself, not to live like a monk or a hermit, um, but to to actually, well, I actually said to myself, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get to know the one person that no matter what happens, I'm going to go to bed with and wake up with every day of my life, and that's me. I'm going to get to know him because I think I probably don't know myself very well. Like, what do I really like? Not just in women and in sexual preferences, but in terms of, I don't know, what kind of pictures do I like to hang on the walls? Or what kind of movies do I really like to go and see? Um, I was always trying to be likable and and therefore not getting on with me. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Not knowing me, perhaps. No. And so I deliberately uh, spent time on my own as a bachelor and, and had, you know, quite a nice time. And I, I met women. I went on dating sites and I had dates, but I, I stopped actually looking for love or looking for commitment or looking for long-term. If it happened, it happened. And if it didn't, first of all, that was a kind of intellectual decision. And then gradually it became, you know what? I do like me. And eventually the, the, the tables turned in my head and I realized, and I hope this doesn't come out as arrogant because it isn't arrogant. It's not an ego boast. I realized I'm an okay guy. I'm an okay human being. I'm not perfect. None of us is perfect. But I'm, I'm a nice person. I have good values. I try and treat people with, and animals with kindness. I'm, you know, I'm a decent person. And if I meet somebody and I like her but she doesn't like me back or even love me back, that's perfectly okay. It's like I don't like my coffee too strong. And some people do like really strong coffee. Who cares? That's not personal. It's just preference. And I eventually got comfortable with me. And that's what The Magic of Moving On is about. And what I do in there is actually it's, it's a book and it's some, uh, I've made some audio recordings as well. So there's some hypnosis stuff in there, which is based on NLP. It's not deep hypnosis, but it's, it's kind of relaxation process to get the, 
the reader, the listener, into a place very quickly, because it took me a while, but then I kind of worked out the steps, to get that person into a place where they can get past the, you know, what's wrong with me, I've been dumped again kind of monotony, and turn it around, not to be bombastic or arrogant, but to be, I'm okay. So when the, from then on, when I started meeting women, it was a case of, if you like me, that's, that's great if I like you back. If you don't like me, that's also great. Thanks for the evening or thanks for the lunch or whatever it might be. Right. And, and once I got into that place of inner peace, really, I was able to move forward. And then in 2006, I met Anna, my lovely wife, and we've been married, happily married for 10 years now. So, um, and I, I can honestly say hand on heart that I would not have believed that I would have deserved her, someone like her, before I did What's Inside the Magic of Moving On. No, which is wonderful. Because it sense? sounds like it, what you're teaching people is how to like themselves and have confidence in who they are yeah. and if they have the ability to potentially find other people. But let me ask you a couple of questions. So when uh, you were going through this process, did you ever have an experience where you went on a few dates with a woman? From your point of view, you were having a great time. You're laughing. You're maybe being intimate with each other. And then after like the fourth date, she's like, yeah, yeah I'm just really not feeling that chemistry with you. Did you ever have an experience like that where you were you were into somebody and you thought you were going somewhere and then they were like, yeah, I'm not really feeling it? When, when the woman did that to me? Yeah. Um, uh, it's a long time ago now, but yes, that probably happened once or twice. Okay. And so when something like that happens, using your method, what did you hear her saying to you or how did you internalize what she was saying to you? And okay, well, what actually, were your steps to get to that place of, you know what, right, this I'll wasn't you, I, I can tell you exactly, actually. I just remembered um, okay. it happened. And I did it in 10 minutes. So I'd met this, this uh, very attractive lady. She was a college lecturer, actually. Um, we'd seen each other um, three or four times. And yes, there had been some intimacy as well. And I had some, um, some holidays, some leave coming up. Uh, and she was free that week as well. So we had discussed... Not spending the whole week, not going away together, we weren't yet at that point, but just going on some, some days out together. Okay. Right? And, um, and we did the first one, which was the Monday, and then we said goodbye at the end of the day, and uh, I remember it rained all day that day as well. <laughs> we didn't have the best of weather. Um, but this is England, you know, we expect that. And, um, and then I... I phoned her, I think I tried to phone her the next day, no reply. Following day, no reply. Come Thursday, I'm thinking something's wrong. And so I tried on and off all day and was beginning, I think by then had already got to the point of thinking, the writing's on the wall here, she's, she's dumping me. Um, and eventually I got hold of her at 9 p.m. that evening um, uh, on her, what we would call mobile phone, her cell phone, and she said, oh, yes, hi, um, I'm sorry I missed your calls. I'm at my mother's, which was quite a long way away. And right. I, as soon as she said that, I just knew, obviously, if you're at your mother's, you're not, not planning to spend any time with me. Right. And she didn't actually want to say it. I just asked her directly. I said, well, look, you know, if things aren't working out, why don't you just tell me? And then I know where I stand, and we can both, both move on from here. And she beat around things for a bit. But eventually she did say, well, look, I, you know, I just don't think this is right. 
And I remember um, putting down the phone, and I swear to you, I sat on my on my sofa in my lounge, and I felt sorry for myself. I, I did all the, the what's wrong with me, not again. I thought that was going to go somewhere. I remember going through all of that in my head, <clears throat> and I swear to you, I think I did that for 10 minutes. And then I remembered what I teach and what eventually became the magic of moving on. And I thought, I don't have to do this. I do not have to think those thoughts. And I think that's one of the keys to NLP is that we have a choice about what we think. We're always free to choose what we think. And when, when you think a different thought, your thoughts dictate what you feel. So if I say to somebody, you know, think of the friend who makes you laugh the most, if you can bring that person to mind, no matter what else is going on, you'll at least feel a bit of a smile, right? Right, so to distract you from these negative thoughts, right? So that's... that's... Yeah, we don't have to do that. Right. Now, it didn't change the fact that, that I just technically been dumped. I mean, it, I wasn't heartbroken. We'd only seen each other for, you know, two or three weeks. No, but it still off. beats you up, especially if you've had, you know, five exactly. examples like this in a row. Exactly. So I, 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 what I did on my sofa was I did what's called a state change. And I did that by actually changing my body language, my physiology. I sat up straighter. I took a deep breath. I squared my shoulders. And I just went, you know, I'm an, I'm an okay guy. I think I said that out loud or words to that effect at that moment. Now, I, I, I can't tell you with 100% that I totally believed it in that moment, but it shifted enough for me to go, you know what, this is her problem. This is, and her loss, because I'm an okay guy. She just missed out. We would have had some nice times together. We would have had some laughs and who knows what else. She just lost out, not me. Right. And I was able to, to do that fast enough. It was still only... You know, just after 9 p.m. in the evening. So I went to my computer, I opened it up, I got on a dating site, that, which is the same one I've met her on, I think, I was a member of a dating site, and <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm almost slightly embarrassed to tell this story, but I can tell it now because it's years ago, and I think I've listened to um, some of your recordings of your show, and I think it's fine to tell this story because it was quite an honorable thing that I did. But I sent, um, I wrote an email, I wrote a message and I just changed like the first couple of sentences in each one to actually address the person I was writing to. I sent out 25 emails to women within my age range, within a 25-mile radius of my right. city, right? And I had 12 dates within the next nine days. Damn, what was this oh, message dang. that you were sending? That's pretty successful. <laughs> That's what you should be talking about, how to text women to... Yeah. <laughs> or how to send emails that get responses. Okay, but that's, so okay. So what I'm hearing from you, and I, I, I want you guys to chime in as, as wonderful as it is to be playing on your phones, but um, I know there's not a lot to, to comment on, but anything you want to add to this would be wonderful. But what I'm hearing from you is that the, the key to moving on, I'm sure there's like a, a, a million more things that are in your program and like helpful tools that can help you do these sure. things. But what you're saying is the first thing to do is to distract yourself so that you're not drilling yourself into this negative spiral thinking, I'm the worst, nobody loves me, I'm horrible, blah, blah. And then to build yourself back up, you can think a positive thought, kind of say like, screw her or she's an idiot, like I'm freaking awesome. Um, she made a big mistake. Whatever, she'll find somebody good, I'll find somebody good. And then go distract yourself by showing yourself how well, many options are actually available to you. Yeah, right? I think I, I would just slightly pick you up on the word distract yourself because I think, I think the, the key to it for me, and when I, when I teach NLP and including this, 
to anybody, and I do a lot of workshops and stuff both online and, and offline, is you always have a choice about your thoughts. You're free to choose to think something else. But, you, but in order to change the way you feel, you then have to change your state. Right. But as soon as you realize, I don't have to do this, that was the key to it for me. I don't have to do this. And then as soon as I told myself I don't have to, then the, then the options were either, well, but I want to, and what would be the purpose of that? Because I was just making myself more miserable. Or, well, what else could I do? And, and that, in that exactly. moment, that's, that's proactive. where people get stuck. Yeah. That's Which where I- people get stuck, because I can't think what else to do. So just change your body language. Just right. That's the distraction part. Change your body language, put a big silly grin on your face, even if you think you've got nothing decent to smile about. You know, just do it for a second, or three seconds. Yeah, no, so I, I completely agree with that. Done. My husband said that to me the other day, because I, um, I forgot what I was talking to him about, but I was frustrated about something. And so I was uh-huh. like, okay, well, I'm just not, not going to do any work today, and I'm not going to hire anybody or do anything. And he's like, you know, don't think about it that way, where it's an all or nothing. Have a pity party for 30 seconds, maybe like two minutes, whatever you want to do, and get really pissed off yeah, about yeah. stuff. But then after that, he's like, just do one thing that points you in the direction that you want to go towards. And, exactly right. And you're, exactly a, you're, right. you're absolutely right. This is, this is wonderful advice, and I'm sure you have a million other things to share in uh, The Magic of Moving On, which you can go, get by going to wizardofwisdom.com slash winggirl. Wizardofwisdom.com slash winggirl. Is that correct? That is indeed correct. I've put a, I've put a, a little bundle there together just for you know, your listeners' money. Oh, awesome. Um, and so there's, there's, there's a deal there if people want to go and have a look for it. I'm going to check it out. Yeah, you should. Well, I, I want Trevor to stick around. I have um, some questions to ask from our listeners. So if you're okay with sticking around, it's in the UK, yeah, so it's absolutely. like 3 o'clock in the morning for you. Um, but well, it's past nine. It's not oh, it's, it's not even that late. Okay, perfect. So no, no. this is a question from one of our listeners. Kelsey, a female So Uh she says, hi there. Okay, I feel like I'm going a bit crazy. I have asked all my friends and can't come to a conclusion about this. I think I have a thing for my personal trainer and I feel like the feelings are mutual. We've been working together for six months now and not only is he a fantastic trainer, but we have a really great chemistry and I find myself looking forward to every session, even though I know I'll be getting my ass kicked at the gym. We have similar interests, sense of humor, and we always have a lot of fun laughing and chatting in our sessions. We talk all the time via text about more than just our sessions. And recently we met up at a bar and hung out all night, even though we were both there and were with um, our friends. Nothing romantic has happened yet. Uh, besides what I feel like is flirtation. Not only am I, she has weird commas, not only am I in general hesitant to make a move with any guy, but I'm terrified that I've been misreading the signs and could ruin our current friendship should I pursue this. I'm looking for your advice on if this is, number one, a terrible idea to even pursue anything beyond a working relationship with him given he's my trainer. And two, if you think he's just being nice in a trainer-client way and I shouldn't assume our connection is more than it is. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts. Thanks for listening. Love your show, Kelsey. Well, it's interesting because we have someone in here who's a trainer or well, works a, at a, a gym. instructor. You're a trainer. You kick my ass in the, in the spin <laughs> class that I took with you. And then we have a dude. So... What do you, first, and then we have Trevor. First, I think what you have to look NLP. for. What's up, Trevor? Um, my name's Josh. Anyway, uh, okay, Hi, so Josh. I think, first of all, you got to look around and make sure that there's another gym that you can join just in case. <laughs> yeah. Like, you got a kid. <laughs> there's a 24 hour yeah, fitness. Yeah. If you're in at your 24, go to LA Fitness. Da, 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 da. Uh, no, you got to go for it. Even if you're not reading the signs, quit yeah. like dancing around the subject and just go for the hot trainer, dude. I agree. What do you think? Um, actually, oh, I, I, I would say, 
stop seeing. I mean, if you are interested in him in a romantic way, I would stop seeing him as my trainer and pursue that because then, to me, that's 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 mixing work and I mean, like you're hiring him for something, you're paying him money to train you. So I think, um, you know, I think I would I I would be very careful because if you honestly like the training results that you're getting, if he's like kind of a shitty trainer, you're like ah, you know, whatever. <laughs> then uh, you know, then, then she said he kicks her ass. Okay, so. well then, yeah, then if if he is well, like, I, I don't know, I personally I wouldn't I wouldn't cross that boundary until you're comfortable to say like this could result in me not having him as my trainer anymore. Right. Okay, and Trevor, what do you well, think? Yeah, but but I, I would have to say if you look at the if you look at the odds on that, the the, uh, the there must be plenty of other trainers in the world compared to guys that you're going to potentially fall in love with. Yeah. So exactly. if she if she misses out and doesn't doesn't show her hand, uh, Kelsey, I should be talking to you, Kelsey. If you miss, if you don't show your hand, well, you might get good training, but you'll never know what might have happened. What's, what have you got to lose by showing your hand? Now, do realize, as I'm saying that, it's kind of, probably kind of different for a woman to, to kind of make a pass, right? It is. Because the guys are <laughs> going to be like, oh, okay, um, you just threw yourself at me. I, I do get that as well. It's very different. Maybe, the, maybe but, the, um, the guy, like, if he hasn't made the move yet, maybe that she should read that as a sign. No, I don't think that's true. It's really? funny. I actually had this article that I was going to read on the show today that I'm going to read potentially next week, but I'll give you like a little quick recap. It's about this woman who had gone on a date with a man, and they had a really good time. They had great chemistry. The date was supposed to be two hours, stretched to like you know 35, whatever it was. It was a very long, great date. They made out. They had fun. And then after that, he just texted her. I like, read that article. Yeah, yeah, for like two months afterwards. Yeah. And for him, now I don't have to read it. He was basically thinking, we're building a relationship. And she's thinking, what the fuck are you doing? You're not yeah. asking me out. You're not continuing. And so she finally brought it up to him and said, like, I'm not going to be your texting pen pal. And he was like blown away by the fact that he, she thought he was blowing her off. Reading signs all and, along. Yeah. He yeah, just yeah. wasn't moving things forward. And now they're married. Like yeah. two years later, they're married to each other. That's a horrible condensed version of the story. What I'm saying <laughs> is that because he hasn't made a move doesn't necessarily mean that he's not interested. I mean, he's going out to meet her with her friends. Maybe there's like a, a professional thing. Like I was never a trainer, but I would imagine the only reason to be a male trainer is to get girls. <laughs> right. That's like, why. <laughs> right? Exactly. I That's mean, why you do it. Sure. Or guys, whatever you, you you know, depending on what your you know sexuality is. But I don't know. Like if he if he can't do it because the gym's like you can't hit on your clients, then maybe he should pass it off to Landon. Right. And, it doesn't only know. be with dudes. Like if that's if that's a problem. Right. Okay, here here's what I think Kelsey should do. I think that you should always ask for what you want. You don't have to be seen as an aggressor or as like the non female person in the scenario. You can in a friendly way say, listen, you know what. I've really been enjoying us working out. You kick my ass. You're one of the best trainers I've ever worked with before. But recently, like, I've started to see you in a different light. And I, I would like to. Yeah. And, like, I'm attracted to you. I think, like, I'd like to try dating. Is that something that you might be interested in? I've been watching Entourage recently. I, oh. <laughs> there's this character, Bob, who Please always don't. asks questions. Is that something you might be interested in? So, But it's, it's true. It's like just putting it out there. And if he says, you know what, I totally don't see you that way, then it's up to you to decide whether yeah. or not you're comfortable to have a trainer. You know what, do you know what, can, I just, can I just put something in here? Yes, please. Um, do you remember, uh, I don't know if um, you or the listeners remember, the Alan, Alan McBeal? There used to be a oh, character yeah. in that um, who, was, who was nicknamed The Biscuit, and he, would, he, would, he was very shy about approaching uh, yeah. dates. And he had, a, he had a wonderful phrase, which was, which was very non-aggressive. He would say to a woman that he was interested in, I feel very drawn to you. Yes. 
And I thought that was just such a lovely line. I feel drawn to you. So if, she, if Kelsey said that to this guy, look, I'm just drawn to you as a person more than just as a trainer. That would kind of, I, I just have a sense that would feel the way in without putting him on the spot if, he's, if he is going to reject her, heaven, heaven forbid. Um, and, you know, and also it doesn't expose her to too much emotional risk. I guess, but I'm not sure if that's still clear with what you're saying. And if you don't have a British accent, can you really pull that sentence off? I'm really drawn to you. <laughs> I think um, I think you can. Well, no, I'm an American actor. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I also, though, just want to yeah. add to that, though. If he's a trainer, like, it's his, and, and, and not to, you know, I guess be a, a Debbie Downer on it, but he's going to want her to keep coming back and paying for sessions. Oh, yeah, for sure. So the more charming and witty and more, like, he makes her enjoy it, the more she's going to not want to – I mean, and, yeah, that's great that he actually is getting her great results. But at the same time, that's part of his job. So I think, to me, it's a sign where if I was having this interaction and he wasn't the one that was saying, like, yeah, I'm drawn to you and I'd be interested in taking you out and seeing you as more than just my client, then – like to me, then then that would be a sign on mine that that uh, that That's he's not, what not he wants? that that yeah that he's not interested because to me like there is a certain element of I am paying this person. It's not like he's you know inviting me to hang out with him. I am paying him however many dollars to train me at the gym. You know, like it, he's you're you know you're his client, and there's that that element. I think the fact that there's money being exchanged is like adds a level of complication, and so it's his it's his job to make you want to keep coming back. And oh, I think, I, I, absolutely. I, I think for sure. So if he is flirting with you on some level, that could be a sign that he is just doing his job right, number one. Or that he, or that he's like playing on your emotions like in, in a yeah. way. Or not even in a manipulative way, in just a way where he wants to, you know, make you feel good about yourself. I mean, but also fun. like being though somebody that does work at a gym, I do see trainers that, I mean, they flirt with a lot of people because they want yeah. the clientele and they want, you know, like, oh, this really hot guy wants to train me. Like, uh, you know, oh, and I get to go hang out with this hot guy for, you know, an hour and have him correct my squats. Like, fabulous. But it's, you know, um, it's interesting. There was actually a, a brief period of time where I saw a trainer because I he was – well, I wanted a trainer, but I picked him because he was so ridiculously good-looking. Really? And it was like, yes. And, um, and, you know, and then I found out he was gay and I still went to go see him. But it was still just like, you know, I want to like – I yes. <laughs> like, I want to watch you squat. Uh, yes, yes. Bend show over. me how to do that again, please. Let me yes. just watch. Okay, can I put my hand on your abs while you show me this perfect crunch? Okay, good. I think I've got it. But maybe you just need to put your uh, hand on my abs so I can – I had that happen. Okay, maybe you have better work ethic, but like I, I chose a trainer who I thought was really hot as well to work out with. Ugh, I couldn't, I didn't want to sweat in front of him. I'm like, I want to show you that I can do these things, but I did not want to look disgusting and gross. I quickly moved over to working with like a 45 year old woman. That's pretty funny. It was much so better I, for I, me. Also, I don't know how long Kelsey's well, been training with. She six guy. months. Oh, six months. I think she should say something. Overall, I think you should definitely put yourself out there, and then you do decide. It, yeah, you decide if she just want, if she wants just like a hot hot time with this guy. Or if she actually wants, you know, a meaningful long-term relationship. She's not, she's not put that down as an agenda. Right. It may be that she's just, he is a hot guy. She wants to, to have a hot time with him. Yeah, she's like, let's make out a little bit. I, I, listen, I would say if he's going out in public to meet her and her friends with his friends, there's like, e- there is something more there, whether it's a, fan, a, a friendship there, yeah. or it's an attraction, whatever it is. I feel like that's an exactly. extra mile to go. But it doesn't matter. No matter what, at the end of the day, what, it's what Kelsey wants and what you yeah. want is to take this to the next level. And you have to ask for what you want. Put what you want out there. You don't have to be an aggressor. You can still be feminine while you're doing it. But it is interesting to hear, like, even from what I've said and what Catherine has said, that it is it is 
kind of in our perception, it is the guy's not responsibility, but even what you said before, where you're like, well, he hasn't said anything, so it probably means he doesn't want it, right? So like that wanted enough, wanted enough. But it's funny that we, as women, and just for you guys to know out there that as women, we we still obviously both sides would like the other party to say whether or not they like each other, but. Sometimes we're we are waiting for you to say something and 100%. put something out there. So you know maybe not everybody will be as strong as Kelsey and go after what she wants. Um, so if guys who are listening to this, if there is somebody you're interested in who you've been training for six months, ask her out and Absolutely. move that to the next oh, level. I just heard yeah, some would, Canadian come out. <laughs> you did because that out. Yeah. yeah. All right. I was going to ask this question for. Um, uh, maybe I will just I just think it's funny, but nah, whatever, I'll do it. Okay. Um I'm gonna ask another one. Tell me what's the best answer to give a twenty seven year old woman when she asks, Why haven't you been married at forty? Charles. Mm, you haven't you just haven't found the right girl. That's well what, okay, so so I'm gonna ask Catherine, 40? why is she asking this? That, no, I think you shouldn't say that. Because if no, if, you, if you're forty and you say that <laughs> British knowledge think, well, what makes you think I'll be the right girl? Okay, interesting. Well, I want to hear what Catherine has to say. So what, what, what would be the reason that, that a 27-year-old girl is asking a guy, why haven't you been married at 40? Um, or why are you still single? I mean, well, I... I no, sorry, this is for Catherine. Sorry. I mean, I don't know. It's hard because I personally, I wouldn't ask that unless I was really like in, in a relationship that was progressing very far with this 40-year-old. Um, I, I mean, and is it the 40-year-old gentleman that's asking the yeah, question Charles. i mean i'd be interested in knowing well what his genuine answer is i mean if it's that you know i sometimes fantasize about men then that's a big clue <laughs> but if it's no i really haven't met the right woman i haven't met the woman that i want to spend the rest of my life with yet i mean i think that's you know you know i i think honesty is okay because yeah if you are going to progress in a relationship with this girl she should know i mean like you if you can't be honest with each other then that's already a red flag well do you think it, do you think it is a red flag in general when a guy is 40 and has not been married i think um no, he's just out there living the dream th- that's how <laughs> guys see it women i would say we don't yeah we don't see it that way um, yeah. we kind of say like oh you so you single? just what's or, wrong like, with him or yeah like you're avoiding growing up okay or like and or you're usually a player, they say or... yeah or usually they say like oh yeah i want to have i want to get married and have kids one day and if you're 40 and it's like oh so does that mean that you're going to well women are technically not supposed to have babies past 35 so are you planning on finding some young hot girl to just be your baby mama at home and right. produce children for you like we automatically assume it's like there's something man that is one crazy wormhole you just I went know. down no but I mean, that's but a cr- that isn't is, that crazy but... that out of that question that's yeah. that's where it goes but there's like a whole it depends on how old the girl is but okay if i at 27 if i was if i was asking that question it would be out of basic curiosity but i would want to say like what is your story like why haven't you been married yet what if he what, what if he had, everyone i know who's what if 40 he was is together married? for a long time with a girl and she broke his heart and then he just like didn't want to go there's an answer that's yeah. the honest truth to say like listen i was in a long-term relationship and it didn't go in the direction that i wanted Stepped to on my chest with yeah. a stiletto heel yeah we kept trying to make it work for years back and forth but i still you know yeah, it's but it I didn't i don't know what charles's actual answer is to that yeah. Well, I, I think the truth is, is that the best answer is to give a positive spin on whatever the truth is. So let's say you 
uh, were had a horrible breakup when you were 25 years old that completely scarred you for life. Mm-hmm. And uh, after that, you just got really angry and wanted to like fuck with women and fuck every single woman that you saw. And now you're the place where you're like, you know what? I don't feel that way anymore. I got that out of my system. But um, now, you know, I'm looking for a partner. Like, let's say that was the truth, right? So the story, so the truth that you could tell the woman with a positive spin is, you know what? The truth is, I had bad experiences uh, in relationships when I was younger that kind of left me a little bit scarred. Um, but I've come to the realization lately that I I really seek and want a and partner the, in life. This is coming from a 27-year-old girl who this is the response that she wants. Um, it, I, I want to hear the honest truth. That's right. the thing. I, I want to hear like the... I, yeah. Can, can I just yeah. say something here? Because I think that, that having been... I mean, I was married before I right. was 40, but I have been asked similar questions by women during my single years. You know, why do you think you haven't settled down with someone? Why do you think you haven't found the right one? And the, and the honest answer would have been, I don't think, I, I think I'm too scared. I don't think I know myself well enough yet. And I think that often guys, or, or, or probably women as well, if they're asked the equivalent question, actually don't know what the truth is. And to right. say, and that's why I said, I don't think it's a good answer to say I haven't met the right woman yet, because that just puts the blame on all the... All the, all the women out there who are wrong for some guys. And yeah. I, don't think it, I don't think there's people who are wrong for each, you know, wrong intrinsically. There are obviously couples who don't, don't, are incompatible. But I think when, when go, either staying single for a long period of time, when it's not a conscious choice to do that, uh, is usually a sign that something somewhere deep inside of some kind of insecurity, not, not completely well-rounded self-esteem yet. And people don't know. They don't, they don't know themselves that well. And I think the honest answer would be hard to find. That's the trouble with that question. The, the, the honest answer would be it's been hard to find? I think, I think that because what you said was, you know, you, you know, if I was to go asking the guy, I'd want an honest answer. And I think that some guys might actually not really know what the honest truth is because it's deep down inside them about I'm not secure enough yet to know that I could. True. I could sustain a long-term commitment, which is, you know, marriage is, you know, till death do us part. That's, that's a big thing to say, okay. and that's scary. And I think that's, that it may be like, how do I know myself well enough to, to think that I'm right for some woman, it, rather than the, uh, all the women so far have been wrong for me? Do you see what I mean? It's, a, it's flipping it over. Yeah, no, and I totally hear that that's, that is the hardcore honest answer. So, yes, okay, we are going to take a break, and we will be back with more questions for Overanalyze This. If you haven't been listening to PlayboyRadio.com, this is what you're missing. Amazon modeling, which is something I'm not qualified for at a whopping 5-1. I found out about, through Playboy.com, a woman who goes by... Amazon Cynthia. She's actually a Brazilian model. She's 6'8". She weighs 200 pounds. And this is actually a target market. This is a full market that I didn't even know about. There's like Suicide Girls and there's Playboy who doesn't really like the tattoos and there's fetish models and now there's 200 pound ladies that sit on people and crush people for money and people actually pay for that. You know what you should do? No. You should go to a 24-hour fitness. You should actually smoke cigarettes while you're on the treadmill. <laughs> LA people would be like, oh my God, I dare you sing this. I d- Asians smoke. The minute they walk out of the gym, well, they all start think. smoking cigarettes. That's why. That must be why Asians live to like 130. <laughs> They've got it all right. They figured it out. For this and even more great content, make sure to go to playboyradio.com. Ever wonder what your neighbors are doing? 
With Playboy TV's naughty amateur home videos, you'll catch all the outrageous antics and sexy moments as viewers from around the world send in their intimate videos for your viewing pleasure. From co-eds to couples, nothing is off limits as they capture their wildest moments in this reality free-for-all. Check with your cable or satellite provider or visit PlayboyTV.com to see what you've been missing. Hey, it's Marnie from the Ask Women podcast, and I am going to be your personal wing girl. Every week on our podcast, I answer questions and give tips like this one. Women do not like bad boys and players. I'm sorry, but they don't. Do you seriously think women sit around and say, oh, Marnie, I can't wait to meet a jerk who's unreliable, has no direction, and plays games? Women want a man, not a boy. For more tips on how to attract, date, seduce, and get any woman you want, check out the app. Ask Women podcast right here on Playboy Radio. Are you still having intercourse with her? Oh. Now, back to the show. Sorry, we're back. See, usually I have Kristen looking out for Dave's hand uh, flailing, but I do not have that today. Okay, so uh, we have Trevor on the phone still? Yes, I'm here. Okay, well, I wanted to say thank you for coming on to our show that you gave amazing information. Uh, if people want to find out more about the magic of moving on, go to wizardofwisdom.com slash winggirl. Thank you very much, Trevor. Yeah. Thank you for being on the show. Thanks a lot, Trevor. Awesome. Enjoy so England. <laughs> thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Okay, here's a nice question. It's a very serious question. Go. So please take this very seriously. Hey, Marnie. Why do women wear short shorts, Jonathan? <laughs> like this is like, but the it's interesting a thing. Good question. But this is the thing that this is, is this is what has been plaguing you. Like this is the the mystery that you want to <laughs> uncover is why, why why like every day I can picture this guy at breakfast like eating his Cheerios. Why, but like, why shorts do they wear short shorts? shorts? Yeah, like wh- anyway. Wh- so why do women wear short shorts? Um, the, very good question, Carolyn. <laughs> That's Cabin. not my name. I know. I'm, I'm, okay, good. Like, wow. We're just acting stupid now. So, like, <laughs> right. kind of Carolyn, what kind of yes, shorts do you exactly. like Exactly. Okay. Um, first of all, I don't like to wear short shorts, personally. They right. make me... They, first of all, they're not comfortable. Mm-hmm. A lot of camel toe going on in shorts. Yeah, right no, up your ass not, in your vagina. Yeah, it's no. not comfy. Um, so it, it's a hard... I mean, as someone who doesn't wear short shorts, it's, I really can't comment. But I think, like, women that... I mean, I see some women out there who wear short shorts, and they really shouldn't be wearing short shorts. Like, let's like, <laughs> yeah. like I know we all love our bodies, and there's body image, or whatever. But like, just like you know, if unless you've really got like Christy Turlington legs, don't, don't put them on. Yeah, no. The underbutt is a is a great thing, but it's got to yes, be the right. Yes, it's got to be the right butt. Yeah, it's gotta be the right. I underbutt. mean, if you yeah. can, unless you can successfully really pull it off. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like I feel like women who have like who can pull off short shorts, it'd be like the equivalent of a guy with a great package wandering around wearing really really tight jeans. It's like yeah. okay, I get it, I get what you're trying to show me here, but it's kind of distracting, and I'd really actually really rather not see it. Right. Like, I mean, personally, like that's it, that's what it feels like to a certain degree. Like the girls that can pull it off, I'm like, yeah. okay, now you're just showing off, and you want everybody to pay attention to you and your great legs, which I'm totally on board with. Right. Exactly. Well, I, I will say, why do women wear short shorts? Um, if because they like to makes wear short shorts and, and it makes them feel freaking good, confidence does it though? Because if you've got camel toe, how can it possibly make you feel? But good? also, because too, you women know in long shorts just reminds you. me of like Nancy Lopez in the U.S. Open '96. <laughs> like women right. in long shorts is not the best look. I know, like all. Okay. But, no, but you can wear like a good like mid. Like I mean, I don't know how short we're talking here. I, I mean, I wear shorts, but I don't, I don't wear know. like super short. 
like. But there's those shorts where like your ass cheek hangs out yeah. just a little they bit. Wrote a song about it for Christ's sake. Yeah, exactly. I wear short shorts. Yeah, you wear. We short wear short shorts. shorts. Yeah, that's yes. what. Yeah, we do because you feel freaking good in it. Like I will say that there are certain days where there are things where. Like um, a tummy top, like the, where it shows your tummy, and I would be like, "Hell no, I do not want to put this on." But there's certain times where I put that tummy top on, or whatever the hell it's called, like a shorter top, crop top, uh, crop top. Yes, this is like I don't a even know. Top? I don't. This is how oh, often I wear <laughs> these shirts. I don't know. That's what they a call crop it there in Canada. <laughs> yeah, exactly, oh, tummy tops. Exactly, a crop top, and I'm like, "Fuck, I look good." And then I walk out feeling super sexy. I don't care if my blubber or whatever is hanging out all over the place because at that moment when yeah, I look in the mirror, so main, much blubber, Marky. But I'm just saying, like, even if I was self-conscious about a certain area on my body on one day, yeah. another day I can be like, oh my god, this this looks good to me. I think it's sexy, and now I feel awesome doing it. On the flip side too, like I ha- like I've said, I already said it on the last show that I have a lot of chest hair, so I don't wear deep V's. I know my limits, <laughs> right? right? Also, I'm not a hipster doofus right. wearing a deep V. Right, right, but, but like, other guys like you would be like, "I'm fucking wearing this DV." Right, uh, it so, may look like you know, like a looks you can pull off, and there's certain ones you can't. Some people can pull off short shorts, some can't. Some can wear deep Vs, some can't. Exactly. Some can wear like multiple bracelets and be in a band. That's just not me. Exactly. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But it ultimately, it's how you feel about it. It's funny because my mother-in-law was just talking about this. Cause she, short shorts? Well, she was talking about how she has like weird veins on her legs. Uh-huh. And she was like, there's some older women who I see wearing these shorts. Like for her, short shorts is like just above the knee. Uh-huh. And she's like, and they just wear them and they look so good. She's like, I would never do that. And she just was confused by how some women exactly what you said who shouldn't be in her opinion shouldn't be wearing something wear it and then she talked about Lena Dunham how she always like wears really tight stuff on girls and she's like she shouldn't be wearing that but she does and then I kept thinking in my head but that's pretty freaking awesome that she wears that yeah I I just don't like I don't have a personal preference for Lena Dunham but uh, you can wear whatever the hell you want it's like religion right believe in whatever you want just don't force it down my throat right exactly yeah I think that's pretty Exactly, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this was a question that I was going to ask for the last show, and actually, I have a couple of the things that um, that uh, sexpert had said that maybe I can help answer this question. Maybe you can help too. I had anal sex with a rather hot girl last night after work. It felt amazing, really tight, a little. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. Keep going. Oh no, really yes. tight. A little poop came out. <laughs> 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 That's not the funny. <laughs> This is normal, but I but I put it back in. You put the poop back in. This is the greatest question ever asked on radio. I think. And when I finished, she tightened up, and it came out clean as a whistle. Why do you think you want anal sex? (laughs) 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 The love the side effect. There you go. Loving it. Oh Oh, my god. god. So wait, he took the poop like a monkey, put it in his hand, and then put it back in there, <laughs> Pushed it back and then in. used his dick to shove it back in? <laughs> yeah. This is the greatest dude ever. Who is this guy? I want to hang out with him. He signed it, Mr. Oh, Pooper. Oh, poop came out and put that back in there. Oh. Okay. Uh, what do I think about yeah, anal sex? Yeah, what do you think about anal sex? Uh, I do mean, you like it's it? always something to try, you know, like I, when, uh, Amy was here on the last show, yeah. uh, writer of the women, new women's mm- sex Bible. Yeah. Um, I was like, 
she's like, I'm a sex therapist. And I always, I always make the joke on stage. I was like, I feel like sex therapy is just a woman telling you, she's like, what should we do in a sex life? Like, try anal. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's the wormhole you always go down. Like, well, did you guys try anal? Right. No, right? And she's like, actually, you probably shouldn't do a lot of anal. It's really dangerous because you yeah. get hep C and it's like, da, 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 da. You know, you can really like ruin a butthole and like ruin some nerve yeah, endings and stuff. Yeah, that's what she was and saying. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. But so, what do I feel about anal sex? I yeah. think it's like more of a story thing. I don't know a lot of girls that like prefer it, obviously, but I think it's more of like a, for some reason, like a dominance thing for a man. Um, and and also too is like, why go for the pooper when there's a beautiful <laughs> vagina right next to it? When there's a you know, grumpy cat, there's a yes, really grumpy on the cat. other side. Mm-hmm. Well, Catherine? No, okay. yeah, I want to hear what you. Um, say. I I, uh, I'm I'm still just trying to get visual out of my head. Here, I'll, I'll, I'll add in something. So Amy also had said that when she talks to a lot of her girlfriends, they um, they say to her that they are having one night stands with guys and going for anal. Like that's really? what they're doing. And I said, well, why? Why, why do they want to have anal? Are they like, really, really into it? Is it like a new thing? And she said, they think they're supposed to. Which I thought was interesting. I don't know. If, like, Where? I don't know. Maybe it's on the Facebook. I don't Some, like, know. Are they saying this? That we don't know I don't about? know. I don't know where it's like now a thing that you're supposed to do anal. But I can, I can see how there may be external pressure that you should be a girl who's like really open and like likes anal and like it's really good. maybe that maybe that is like a thing that's out there that you're supposed to be experimental and free and liberated and you're supposed to like a penis up your ass. I feel like I've watched too many episodes of Vice and seen so many things right. about like fecal matter and how bad it is for you <laughs> that I'm like, do I really want to get poop near my eyeballs? And no. Eye, yeah, right? no pink eyes. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. For me, I have tried anal. I don't like it, but I didn't do it properly. And so after... Well, I, how are you doing it? Well, cause, because if you if you do anal for a woman, you, you are supposed to take time to actually stretch out her anus so that she can be... It won't hurt her uh-huh. as much to have anal sex. You're supposed to have lots of lube. You're supposed to work on her anus for a few days, to, like with your fingers. Oh God, I'm Like that... that that's... A- <laughs> I'm, do you know? But you no, but really th- work on that anus. Yeah, but I, I don't have a prostate, so it for me it it didn't feel nice. It just felt like I had to poop the entire time, and it wasn't <laughs> enjoyable. So, yeah. um, but I know I do know lots of women who do really enjoy it. Whether I'm not sure if they enjoy it because it feels really good, or if they like the idea of it and it's sexy for them, kind of like the shorts question you know like it's yeah. like maybe they, they like you it because they think it's it's pretty fucking sexy like because it is but when the poop comes when the poop out, comes out and you show sure back you in put it back not in sexy no yeah no. yeah um but it, it is interesting though i think going back to what you were saying what dr harwick was saying where, where women feel like it's something that they should do i will say i feel like you know there is this allure of like oh yeah like this girl will do anal like there's like that kind of allure of the woman that yeah, will do that, that. And, and, the wo- and the girls that don't are like prudes and to me i, I agree with you what you, what you were saying in terms of like why would you want to when there's a perfectly i good think allure it's tighter is the strong word like is is the wrong word like there's nothing really sexy girl like yo i do anal like I, i'm not really that's not like but sexy i've seen that me. on shows like she what let me do sh- anal on her like where that was like a like a thumbs up yeah. thing. Like, Ooh, yeah, but that's more job. like yo, bro, just stick it in her ass. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was fucking sweet. Like that. Yeah, but yeah. Th- that's who's out there as well. Yeah. Like, I mean, you may have wonderful intentions about a per- woman's but. ass, but like, <laughs> like there are other guys who are out there thinking like, yeah, she let me do it in her butt. Sex like, that was awesome. Just do butt stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. So that's what we that's what we think about anal because that was the question. Um, but it, I would say if you are going to have anal, then. 
go online and there's like a ton of resources about how to like warm up a, a woman's anus so and that she sure actually does enjoy because yeah yes. that is the there's a lot of not clean stuff that- yeah not clean stuff but then she was also saying that there um is a greater chance for uh Pepsi. skin tears for anal tears like compared to the vagina mm-hmm. so that if there was something that you did have it i don't even i'm not a doctor she was saying like yeah. it would go I was faster to your about, bloodstream yeah, was, I, I don't know just a higher chance of not being a good thing for you and for your partner get a sex therapist to scare the hell out of you about, <laughs> anal. <laughs> about anal sex that's what he did everybody go out and do that okay as marnie said many times before i should never wait on a woman's signals to approach and just go for it would it be more safe to say to not really pay attention to signs and take action when I find attractive when I find a woman attractive wait when I find attractive women out and about do you hear my Canadian okay. I heard it, yeah. uh, to me at least that's what it boils down to as usual thanks for the advice and you have a great rest of your day sincerely Lee so the question is basically should I say screw it when I'm looking for signs that a woman wants me to approach her or ask her out or whatever it is and just go with what's in my head saying I'm gonna ask her out uh, I've always kind of been in the the neighborhood of like right place, right time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if if you're in the the grocery store and a girl like has a full cart, but she's really hot and she looks like she's busy and she's like running around, don't be that doucher that goes up to her and is like, what's what? going on? Why? Well, what if you went up to her and said something else that wasn't like, guarantee so you 99 out of 100 time. times she's going to shrug it off because she's not in the place. She doesn't – guys – Take my advice on this one. Right place, right time. Read the signals. I don't know. I mean, what if Liam think? Hemsworth approached me in the grocery store, I would have no problem. Shop- well, what if Josh Kuga approached you in the grocery store? Harry Kess. It depends on how you go about it. I will, like, in my opinion, because I have been, I have been approached in a grocery store and it was, and it was by some, like, the, like this, I'll, I'll go on to the little story. Um, I'm in the baking aisle and this guy walks up to me and he goes, question if you saw someone steal something from this store would you tell on them and i was and i was like uh are you about to steal something like, yeah. and i said i don't know and he goes because you just stole oh, my God. heart oh, and i God. was like oh god no like no like just no. give me my flower like, that is a that's a no but i think like there's a way to that go about it that guy shouldn't be it. approaching women anywhere no right. but like there's i think a way to go about it where like you know if you're personal like if you're personal about him just be like hey um i just you know i i'm i happen to be here at the ralphs what are the odds right oh quinoa really, pasta i've yeah. tried that recently so freaking good like yeah. if you broke into a conversation that way i think you're super cute and i'd love to take you for coffee sometime like don't strike don't go about it like striking up a big conversation like so oh you know what do you got going on no just like you can be casual about it and she'll either say yes or she'll either say no but again it's like why not listen I, if I you're not having that. success approaching women everywhere Re- start reading single signals but if you're having a lot of success then go for it yeah i wouldn't say start reading signals i would say start adjusting the way that you're approaching women because something's not working with what you're doing Correct. and get my program by going to winggirlmethod.com <laughs> and purchasing go. my programs and i'll tell you exactly what to do or go to my tumblr idiots doing stupid stuff <laughs> at Tumblr. Not yet. well i think it's well what's interesting though is that when he's talking about approach like the signals and whether to approach like there are i think very definitive signals where like if, i think if like you a woman catches your eye or you you, you, you have eye contact at a bar and she flat out like turns her back to you and is very oh, cold yes. is it, like that's like not a you know oh she's playing hard to get no she's not in she's telling you to get the but fuck I think, away from I her. think there's nothing wrong with approaching a girl in a in a polite way and 
you know, if you're at a bar and like, off, you know, being like, hey, you know, what's up? I don't know if polite way is the best way to advise it, but I think like a good, fun, or like entertaining, a charming, interesting, uh, yeah. charming way would be great. Not like, oh, pardon me, miss, but would you yes. like that? Not would like, like some in that popcorn? way. But yeah, it's just. Um, I have it right here on the show. <laughs> that would be funny. Uh, I completely agree. What is it, Wayne Gretzky's uh, quote? You miss, miss 100%, 100% of the, of the, the shots, you don't, shots you don't take. So Yeah, I, but you look like an idiot on a lot of those shots. Who fuck that? Yeah. Who cares? I mean, but, that's, like but that's the experience you learn from, though. I mean, if you don't, yeah. like, you're not, you're not going to be Here's perfect. Here's the thing, all the though: time. if you keep getting rejected, then you have to adjust something else. You have to look at what you're doing. So we had Brad P on the show. No, a few you need weeks to lower ago. your standards. What? Yes. No fucking Guys, way. Get out there and lower your standards. No. Yes. Are you freaking serious? Yes. Well, I don't even know what that means. So you're like, Listen, I, I can't if, get if, these girls. If you think I should, that you go should be for... going after supermodels and the supermodels like like model looking girls in LA just keep telling you no, 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 no. You probably shouldn't be going for the models because they're idiots or you don't. They're out. Think you're out of your league. So lower your standards a little bit. Like every I guy thinks that the friggin' Brad Pitt, and then she's going, guys, look at yourself in the mirror, realize what you are, and go for that number. Fine, maybe if you want to lower it for a bit to like fine tune your skills and boost your confidence back up, but I completely disagree with that. Mm. What? Yes. Well, uh, also too, that you're. I mean, I will say though, I, there's a lot of guys that I've been super attracted to through. I've got that because I've gotten to know them. Or if I probably saw them on Bumble and I just saw their pictures, I would swipe left. But because I've gotten to know, like, I think you, you, you can, you know, you don't have to go full force at a girl, but I think there's something wrong with approaching a girl or getting to know and like, you know, yeah, th- like that kind of thing, because you don't know where it's going to go. Yeah, I think I think he was asking for a little bit of clar- clarification on the advice that I do give. So he- here's the thing. I know that the signals that we give are so freaking confusing. I was doing this interview uh, two days ago. And the, the guy who was interviewing me was asking me what it looks like when I'm interested in a guy and I want him to approach me. And I told him that what it looks like is that I'll look over at him and then as soon as he looks at me, I will turn my head the other way because I don't want to be caught staring at him. And then in some way, I'll make like grand gestures with my body to show that I'm in some way having a really good time. And re- I'm just like, walking through this. I'm like, I am fucking exhausting. Yeah. Exactly. Like, what's wrong with me? But I've obviously taken time to break down what it is that I do, but I'm just saying that if somebody has to calculate somebody else's signs because other girls do it very differently than I do it, that is a waste of fucking time. And the only time, the only sign that you should be listening to and paying attention to is this, the sign that's in your head that says that girl's cute. I want to approach her, or like her pasta salad looks amazing. Like I want to, I want to eat it, <laughs> you know. And that, that's what you <laughs> should be paying attention to. Happy I mean, yeah. it, worked. it worked for Seth Rogen in what was that movie with Katherine Heigl? The, knocked up, knocked, knocked up. up. Yes, exactly. Right. So you know, you know, I mean, if it worked in a movie, then it works. I in mean, real absolutely. Life. Yes, but I will say though, it goes to show like he was funny and charming, and even though she was out of his league, yeah. like being funny and charming goes a huge long way with women. It really does. You don't 100%. have to be Brad Pitt. You don't have to be Brad Pitt. And, and honestly, if all like, else fails, lower your standards. I, I mean, I would Correct. personally rather be with somebody that makes me laugh and that I can have great conversation with and know I love hanging out than be with somebody who was uh, like stone cold hot and I couldn't. We had nothing I've had about. some of like the you. best times in my life with women that I didn't necessarily find strikingly attractive the first time we hung out. Mm-hmm. Seriously. I believe that. Yeah. Because personality makes a person look different to you. Correct. Yeah. But yeah. I would say for women more so than men. But like for guys – for guys, when we, you know, g- when we see like a beautiful girl and, you know, we approach her and she shoves us off immediately, we're like, eh, that girl's a bitch. 
But a lot of times, it, the girls that you don't approach are the ones that you let get away because your right. buddies were like, she's not that hot. You shouldn't go for her. F off. Yeah. And I'm not saying lower your standards. I'm saying start looking at it differently. And find what you're attracted to. Like, if you are attracted to a girl that's not the most gorgeous one in the room, then go talk. I mean, like, don't worry about what your guy friends are going to say about, oh, they don't think she's that hot. Yeah, but like, guys worry about that a lot. Well, they shouldn't. But they do. Well, they shouldn't. <laughs> um, okay. Thank you guys for being on the show. Again, Trevor M. Dunn, who is the author of The Magic of Moving On, was on our show in the first uh, half of the show. Gave uh, wonderful positive advice. Yes. Wonderful positive advice about how, how, how to reframe the way that you think about things yeah. and how to like not be sucked into uh, this a pity party. A pity party for yourself. With a British accent. Yeah. Me too. Exactly. Um, and then we have uh, Josh McCuga, who is uh, the host of The Josh McCuga Show. I was wrong. I said between the sheets before, okay. but that is your, your show. Don't know anywhere else that they should find you at Josh McCuga on Twitter and Instagram M A C U G A. Awesome, and then we have Catherine Urbanic, yes, who is on the show as my co-host for the day. Yes. It was wonderful, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Cat Urban C A T U R B A N. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening to the show. Uh, new episodes of the Ask Woman podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, you can go, you can download them, or you can be really cool and you can subscribe to the podcast subscribe. so that these go automatically into your phone without you having to do any work. You guys are awesome for listening. We would not continue to do the show without you. See you next week. Bye. Bye.